Club Dub, Club Dub, and the Dolphins are six and one on the season. Giving the Panthers their sixth loss of the season. Let's talk about it with Dolphin postgame. Starting now on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. It is Dolphins postgame, and it all starts right now. You are locked in to Dolphin Post Game, the only football station of the Sports Arena's podcast that brings you the Miami Dolphins football content you so love and enjoy. This is Miami Dolphins football of the Sports for Beginners podcast. And now, here's your host. Of the program, Thomas McGregor. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking so football, because we're the Miami Dolphins. It is Dolphins post game, and it is Sunday. Happy. Victory Sunday, Dolphins fans, happy Sunday to you all listening. Whether you're Panthers fans, you're a football fan in general, or you are just a fan of either of these teams, welcome in. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. And I am so happy that you're here to join us. The Miami Dolphins are victorious again. And Miami, the feeling must be high. You are now 5-1. and one. In my intro message, I said that you were 6-1. and one. I forgot. I'm... Must have been pushing it a little bit there, but we are now five and one on the season for the Dolphins. Oh boy, let's get right into it. But first, our opening segment will feature our breakdown as usual. We will try to see if we can get any post games coming out as best we can and we will also see if we've got anybody to hear from their play of the game highlights will come eventually in the opening segment though let's just break down the game and give you what i like and what i didn't like it's a segment that occurs on every buffalo bills post game loss 
but I'm going to use it for Dolphins post-game, even though the Dolphins didn't win or lose, because there was some good and there was some bad. So let's start out with that after we get through the kickoff start of our opening segment, which is the breakdown. Let's get the breakdown underway. So, as we all know, this game was on CBS, which, if you are caught up on Big Brother, you shall be aware that there's an all-new Big Brother episode coming our way tonight on CBS. Who left the house? Who is now the HOH? Find out all the answers when they catch you up to speed in the opening portion of tonight's all-new episode of Big Brother on CBS. Back to the Dolphin Post game. Now, it started out as a Panthers kind of post game, a Panthers victory post game. And Carolina had a pretty good start, keeping the Dolphins on notice that, hey, we're a team that hasn't been beaten. Or hasn't won a game, I should say. Maybe you're giving us an opportunity to win. So, okay. The Dolphins say, you get your 14. Now, we're gonna, now, that, now that you're up 14 nothing, we're going to take care of business and start ha- handling you like the team that you are. And how do you do that? Well, you take the best guy on the running back, at least in my opinion, in Raheem Mostert for three-yard touchdown to get things going. Jason Sanders makes it a seven-point game. It is seven Dolphins to the Carolina Panthers. 14. And we'll talk about how the Carolina Panthers got out to that hot start in just a few minutes, but I really want to talk about the Dolphins first. So, okay, so the Panthers are up by seven, but are you worried that the Dolphins will run away with it? You should be. Because in only three plays after a nine-play drive for 75 yards, in the beginning of the second quarter, the first half quarter to be exact, the Dolphins go down the field again, and in three plays, pass to the Waddler, Jalen Waddle, for a four-yard touchdown. And everybody's doing the waddle 
because it's a tie game. The Dolphins are now even with the Carolina Panthers at 14 points apiece. 14 for the Dolphins and 14 for the Panthers. The Dolphins aren't satisfied with that. They want a brand new ball game. Now, this could be opinionated or unbiased, and I'm going to try to be unbiased as possible. But Tua, you know, he and Hill are not satisfied with that. So what do Hill and Tua do? Well, they keep the football with the Dolphins and after some unsportsmanlike conduct a touchdown would stand for 41 yards but the question would be would the Dolphins go up 20 to 14 or would they go up 21 to 14 over the Panthers. And Jason Sanders answers that question. The kick is up. And it is good. Now the Panthers are down. Only by a touchdown. So it's seven points. 21 to 14. But Raheem Mozart says no. We're not going that way. We're not going back and forth. We're taking it down the field. And, okay, let's take it down the field. But how do you do that? Well, you give him the ball for 400 yard for four yards. Not 400. You give him a four-yard touchdown run. And you give Jason Sanders the ball and say, hey, Check it. Let's go up 28-14. Now, yeah, okay. You're up 28-14. to 14, So now you're, so now the Panthers are down two touchdowns, and they've still got 14. But you're not satisfied with that afterwards. Of course, you're up. Of course, by the, by half, you, you're up at least to, at least a touchdown. 21 to 14. But you don't seem to be satisfied with that. You want more wins. Of course, who doesn't? You want to win the game, right? So, how do you get the defense back up and running? Well, you do this. And we talked about the Panthers. We're going to get to how they started the game because they opened up the scoring with, of course, a 14-0 lead in the first quarter, first half. But, of course, Dolphins took the rest of the first half. M. White, I I'm not sure if it's Mitch White, but it is M. White. He passes short intended for
Sha Ahame. That's intercepted by Tyree Kittle for 61 yards. Another touchdown. It is 21-35. And now the kicker for, I can't say the kicker's last name or first name, so I'm not going to say it. The kicker for the Panthers. Now has to make sure that this game stays within reach. It is 21-35 at this point in the game. 21 for the Panthers, 35 for the Dolphins. But how did the Dolphins get that? Well, Raheem Mozart up the middle for a one-yard touchdown and Jason Sanders with the extra point. It is 35-21. Dolphins feeling pretty good about themselves. And this is where the scoring summary ends. It's the last play of the game. Ahamet, right end for a nine-yard touchdown. Pat Jason Sanders is good. And the ball game is over. Final score, Dolphins 42. Panthers, 21. All right. Let's take a brief timeout on our opening segment and get to our game stats. Plus, we'll reveal the attendance record of this game in the middle, se- in the middle segment. We'll even get to our game balls of the game. And if there's time, we'll get to some media availabilities from both sides of the ball. A reminder to Buffalo Bills fans, it is Sunday night and Sports for Beginners is getting you ready for Sunday night football with Buffalo Bills pregame coming up right after this program ends as we get you ready for Giants and Bills. We'll talk about that game a a little later on. On the side of our final segment where we will Take a look at what happened this week in the NFL. It is Dolphins postgame. We're going to take a brief timeout and get back to it with our game stats. Stay with us. There's more of Dolphins postgame coming right up right after this. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams? Listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show, 
And to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. After a hard day's work, sometimes you just want to relax and watch some television. But the show you want to watch isn't on TV anymore. Well, now you can relive your favorite television episodes again and again, such as The Dukes of Hazard. In fact, if you act now, you can get the complete first season of Bo and Luke Duke's adventures as they fight the system of Hazard County. So act now, because this deal won't last long, and once they're gone, they're gone. The Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants are getting ready to hit the field. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Sports for Beginners studio. It is Dolphins post game. We do have some media availability coming to us from the depth of the fish, but we don't have a victory speech from the Dolphins quite yet on their. On their page, I'm a, I'm certain we'll get some in just a few minutes' time. Right now, the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins is speaking with the media, and we will get to him in just a few minutes' time. But let's talk our game. Stats as we welcome you back into the studio. You already know who I am. I'm the host of Dolphins Post Game. Thomas McGregor on the Sports for Beginners podcast. So let's dive right in our. Our, our notion of the game stats is always brought to us on my phone of CBS. And let's look at our first down markers and see how both teams did in such a first down marking game. And while we do that, I'm going to make sure to see if we've got any post-game interviews from the Carolina Panthers lane. To see if we've got any things sparking up. It does look like we're getting some post-game media availabilities coming up. As a post-game press conference is live in the Carolina Panthers. But we will check in with those in just a few minutes time. Probably when they're finished. We'll see what the future holds. We talk about the first down markers here on the program, and let's uh, get it all underway with 20 first down, 21 first downs, excuse me, 
for your Carolina Panthers, who again lost their sixth straight football game on this season. I have faith, though, that the Carolina Panthers can find what's wrong and make more of a comeback. You know, they've lost six games, but come on. They can't be that bad. And if they are, I'm sorry, Carolina, if you're hearing this. But I'm guessing your team is not worthy of playing football right now. Now, hold on when I say that. I'm not trying to threaten any of you guys that love the Carolina Panthers in any way. Because that's not how I roll. If you were asking me, why did you say that? Look, look, look. You've lost six games in a row and something appears to be wrong with the team, but we need to figure out what it is. Uh, Moving right along. The Dolphins snapped the ball 23 times with first down conversions, giving themselves 14 and for the Panthers, 13 passing downs. Both teams rushed six and eight times. Eight for the Dolphins, six for the Panthers. The Panthers, as you were probably watching, I'm not sure if you were watching any of the Panthers games as of right now, given the way that they are running. But uh, the Carolina Panthers took two penalties and the Dolphins took one penalty. The Dolphins were 7 of 13 in third down efficiency. The Carolina Panthers, on the other hand, were 5 and 14 in third down efficiency. Fourth down efficiency, Dolphins didn't see the fourth down marker, but the Carolina Panthers did and did not convert on four tries especially when they tried to fake a punt. And that can only happen sometimes to be accessible or convert it, in this case, on the Madden video games. Yeah, the Madden video games have that way. Sorry, it's true. The total yards, For this game, Dolphins make 424 yards in total. The Panthers, on the other hand, make 220, 296, not 220, 296 total yards 
they make 68 plays. The Dolphins make 65. Once again, that is 296 yards for the Carolina Panthers and 424 yards for the Miami Dolphins. When the Panthers and the Dolphins were making yards per play, the Carolina Panthers averaged 4.4. The Dolphins averaged 6.5 plays per game. Totaling a passing yard of 224 for the Carolina Panthers and 262 passing yards for the Miami Dolphins. Yards per pass, 8.2 for the Dolphins, 4.4, just like yards per play for the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers lost 36 yards and got sacked four times. Dolphins, Tua never got sacked. Tua never got sacked. Yeah, he never got sacked. Anywho, the rushing yards. While rushing 33 times, the Dolphins only managed to average 162 rushing yards. And when rushing 25 times for the Carolina Panthers, they managed to knock out 108 yards. 108 yards for the Carolina Panthers in just 25 rushes, leaving them with 4.3 yards per rush and 4.9 yards per rush for the Miami Dolphins. Both teams were exceptional in the red zone. The Carolina Panthers a complete two for two and a five for five complete average of the Miami Dolphins. And these were both on the red zone efficiency and goal-to-goal efficiency. So the team was pretty matchable on those markets. Now, penalties, we mentioned the Carolina Panthers took two. But when you look at the penalties, actually... The Carolina Panthers were 3 of 11 penalties. The Dolphins were 3 of 25 penalties. Dolphins lost the ball once, did not recover. And Tua, being the quarterback he is, 
and we're going to hear from him, I'm sure. Turn the ball over with an interception, his first interception of that game, and only interception. Although he threw an interception, he managed to make sure there were six touchdowns on the air and on the ground. Three in total. And what's three plus three? That's six. The Carolina Panthers, however, put ones on the board in passing, rushing, and of course, their special teams knocking out three touchdowns. And they were the only team that returned the ball 113 yards this game. So that's our game stats for now. We're not going to go through the punt yards. We're not going to go through the kick yards. We're not going to go through the interception yards. But we are going to get to our play of the game. And before we get to our play of the game, let's see who we can hear from post-game media availability. As it looks like the Dolphins have quite the number of people to hear from right now. Let's hear from quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. He just wrapped up his media availability. Let's hear what he had to say. Let's hear quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Actually, no, what you know what? Let's start with to get to our play of the game as we will take a break and get into the middle segment. This is the wrap up of the opening segment. Let's hear what Tyreek Hill had to say first. So, here's Tyreek Hill, ladies and gentlemen, with his thoughts on today's. Victory over the Carolina Panthers. And I do believe the press conference is over from. And I do believe the press conference is over from the Carolina Panthers. So let's hear what they had to say as well. If we can get to them. But first, here is Tyreek Hill, who met with the media before we met up with Tua Tagovailoa. The quarterback of your Miami Dolphins. Uh, 
Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the cheetah, the roadrunner, in Hill. What did you have to say, Hill? Celebration, you had that plan the, the whole way. Uh, feel me like one of those things that kind of happened. I'm just hoping that I didn't talk. Looking forward to yeah. um, you, you have it's about to happen. Oh man. It's worth it though. Being able, you know, to create memories and you know something. Thank you for everything. I'm gonna try to make it memorable. Make it memorable. Dollars. When is it uh not worth it for you? I just I just I just feel like for me, man, I'm I'm having so much fun, man. Like my life about money. Like I, I never really played play this game for passion. So even before I had the money, man, I feel like our great God every day give me drive to go out, do what I love to do. So I, I know the money is gonna come. I need to play the way I've been coaching the NBO. Not saying I don't love Having fun. Excuse me. I don't caught up into any of that. To be, you know, at the top of that list, you know, something I'm always grateful for. So, I feel like it's all about set standards. Not only for our our receiver room, but it's bigger than that. I want them father back that not only the team but you guys really don't lose at fifteen and what is it about playing in the why you guys are Um, this is 12 man factor. Our fans do a great job. No great. Never. And lose. So that always helps. Yeah, our fans are great. Just having the ability to stay at home. Coming great. Well, it's becoming more and more. Brutal IP issue. How fast get an IP after winning the tunnel? Baby, everything happens fast. Um, what's crazy is, man. Um, I'm I'm really sad about that play, and uh, I know the team. Crap, boy. I'm gonna say I got ran down. 
I, as soon as I took a step, my calf was like, no, time to get an IV, man. So um, it was crazy. So you didn't get an IV at halftime? I, man, I got an IV for the game, halftime. Then I had to come in and get one for that too, though. So I, I had to at least have like six bags, which is crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, credit doesn't only go to yourself, man. You have such tremendous and so well-rounded that, like, it gets me open with the offensive creativity. Like, draws up every week. Frank do a great job. Then also just having playmakers around. Also, obviously, the offense is playing great ball up front. So that's also. But I feel like the way he playing over the week, well, ever since I've been here, it's been lights out. All of that plays well. He's sweet. Not really. Real good. I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, looking forward to playing against you know, real good team. Super Bowl. Gonna be fun. I think we definitely, you know, challenge like that. It's gonna be a real good challenge though, up front and back. Got the ball. Looking forward to a little compete. So I, I only want to go against the best. So. It was crazy, man. Swap. Uh, I don't know. You know what? We, there was no pressure. I feel like last year, obviously, last year, going into games like this one, never we was down 14. There was doubt. It seemed like today was different. Everybody, like, we understand how to get goals. How well you're prepared. Our head coach has done a great job. Shout out to him getting his team to that level. And it's awesome. It's awesome. People talk. Obviously, off. We wouldn't be who we are today, man. We must be doing it right. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, and it is the words of encouragement we'll be hearing from Tua Tagovailoa in our next portion of our show. It is our middle segment, and we're kicking things off with our play of the game. 
that wraps up our opening segment. We've heard from Tyreek Hill. And we've got our games. That's our scoring summary out of the way. Our attendance record is coming right up. So make sure you check out that. And we are going to hear from Tua in a matter of moments. We're definitely going to hear from Mike McDaniel, who is live right now, speaking to the media on the Miami Dolphins. But we're going to let that one, but we're going to let him pass for now. And we're going to come back to him. We will be hearing a lot from the Carolina Panthers as well. But we'll see what we can find from Carolina. Once again, they lost this game 21 to, to 42. But let me just uh, quickly anal analyze that and make sure that that's the final. Nope. 21 to 35 was the final, excuse me. But yes, we are going to hear from them as well. So, let's take our break. Get the middle segment underway because we've got a lot to talk about. In the middle segment, I'll give you my thought of what I did like, I didn't like, before we wrap this segment up. But again, that is it for this opening segment. And now, to wrap that up, with Tyreek Hill giving us the floor, and getting ready for Buffalo Bills pregame on the other side when we've wrapped up our middle segment here's what i like so i like how the panthers stayed in it they made sure that they got on the board early because they knew going in probably that the dolphins weren't going to be an easy team to beat and since when is any team easy to beat? You watched the game from Buffalo. You knew how that game went. The Dolphins lost that game. But you look at all the other teams and their games that they played from the weeks prior to this week. And you realize, hey, we're down five games. We lost five games already. We've got to change the narrative. We, we've got to make sure that we can win ball games. And yeah, that, yeah, that speaks a lot of volumes. Right? So that was one thing I liked was the fact that they got on the board early. And when Miami knew that they were in trouble, they started getting on the board 
but they didn't look back afterwards and say, look, we were down seven. Here we are in the lead. No, no, no. They, they, they did calm and collective things, right? Uh, what did I not like? So there were a, a few missed calls. Not a lot, but a few missed calls. But I'd be telling you that like a baseball guy, and I am a huge sports fan, so I'm going to try and keep it on the football side. Um, it kind of looked like the one play on fourth down, the Panthers had each time I looked at that play, it kind of looked like there was something missing in that play. And when they found out what that missing piece was, I was a little skeptical because I really thought the Panthers actually did make a first down, but you look at the play very, very closely, and I'm not going to show it. You can see it in the highlights, though. Um, due to time, but it was, it was really interesting to me because I thought maybe he actually is in there. I didn't realize until later that it was, that he was indeed a yard short or an inch short of a first down because he went out of bounds before crossing the line. Let me know what you guys think. And think about it until we continue with our middle segment. That's next. We're talking about our play of the game. We're hearing from Coach Mike McDaniel. We're getting to our game balls. We're talking what happened this week in NFL. Number six. All of that is coming on the middle segment, which is next when we continue. After a word from our station, for True Beginners, the podcast, this is Dolphins Football. And it continues after this. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Looking for good sports conversations, sports media, and important topics for athletes and fans alike, and at times, my favorite sports teams? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor, where we will break down all of the action. To learn more about the podcast, like the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners.
deep man to receive the punt from Bradley Pinion. Crowder creeps up to the 27. Returnable for Crowder. Right up the middle across the 35. There he goes. Crowder beats the punter. Can he get there? He cannot. Tripped up from behind at the 10-yard line. It's a fake to Gibson. He walks it in for a touchdown. Or that. <laughs> First touchdown of the season. Welcome back in the Dolphins post game. There's one highlight you definitely want to see. A long punt return sets up Commanders for a touchdown. Welcome back in the Dolphins post game. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, but of course, you already knew that. Um, before we get to our play of the game, and we hear from Mike McDaniel. Dolphins posted this a little um, early in the in the program off their YouTube channel, and this was a incredible thirteen year old at a Miami Dolphins game singing the national anthem. Say hello, ladies and gentlemen, the King Bell, your national anthem person. On the Miami Dolphins, let's 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 listen to this incredible pregame national anthem. For the middle school student and Broward Center Spotlights performer King Bell. Oh, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed? At the twilight's last gleam, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight, o'er the ramparts we've watched, were so gallantly streamed, and the rocket's red glow. gentlemen king bell a 13 year old at a miami dolphins ball game sings the national anthem the star spangled the star spangled banner and my my goodness what a performance by this guy that's that is comedy gold, right? That is, that's, that's, that is, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I do know this, 
It's time for our play of the game. And before we do that, let's dive right in to post-game media availability from the head coach of the so-called Dolphins in, you guessed him, Michael McDaniel. Mike McDaniel at the podium before we hear from Tua Tagovailoa. Mike, what did you have to say? Let's hear it. Oh, looks like we've got a little bit of an ad here, so we're going to stop the there. Ah, you know what? We got him. Here we go. Here's Michael McDaniel. Hello. How you guys doing? How are you? Is it cool during the game? Hydrated? Yeah, I did. So, you know, I can't. I can't. I can water um stay high i stayed hydrated how are you guys doing good team win was the 14 hole something where you had to tell the team something or like no um that was a i told the team after the game it was a special week of practice for us um you know just trying to focus on getting better as a team and uh and not looking behind or looking ahead, looking square into that day. I thought this this game was a a, a special game for us because um you know fell short of expectations early. And so you learn a lot about your team in, the, in moments like that. And what I saw um was a team that nobody was giving rah rah to each other at all. Um but no one no one was questioning um hey Guys, we got to pick it up, um, insinuating that there was lack of effort. They just went and did their jobs the same way I would expect them to do it um, if they were 14-0. And what happened is, uh, you know, the, the tide turned a little bit. We, um, uh, you know, we took advantage of some opportunities, but just the, uh, you never know until you're in that situation what's going to happen with your team. And, you know, that, that shows the the composure and and uh, really that's what you what you see from winning teams um, is that confidence and you know um, other just just it was a good maturation day for us for sure so I was fired up about that I couldn't have written a better script. It's it's everything. It's it's one of the reasons why I, I focus on it with the team after the game. It's one of the reasons, um, you know, I I digress uh, on that point with uh, just just because it's everything you're looking for, and you know that you can't you can't force that. Um, you can't tell them to do it and then get it done. That's something that's an accumulation of hours upon hours um, of 
you know, very direct, deliberate work. So it it means it's his, um, it's second to the wind, um, but it but it is uh, the next most important thing that we got from this game for sure was that you know half of half of NFL football is controlling your emotions. Do you do you get a uh, um, panicked or you go in the tank when things don't go your way or vice versa do you let off the gas when you have a two-score lead early you know those things um, are ever present in my mind um, as the team develops because I know to get to where you want to go you have to um, be able to play football for four quarters and have a circumstance be irrelevant so um, that's a it, it was a big day for the, our, our football team and and uh, you know I think the guys knew it you know they didn't, they didn't bat an eye they didn't go at each other they didn't question balls they didn't do all the things that when it's the first time that you put forth um, maximum effort and you have enough talent on your team the first time that, that happens it's not that easy you, you kind of um, create adversity yourself. Um, where there doesn't need to, you know. So I thought guys um, really played appropriate football, didn't panic, um, and you could see, you know, the only time you could see the frustration of the game manifest itself was when it was a celebration, something good. Um, you, you could tell that guys were had some pent up energy, but outside of that, we played um, good team football. Backflip, phone in hand. Missed it all. Missed it all. Just got notified um, that there was a penalty. And so then I was deducing retroactively. Um, and then, uh, yeah, once I heard there was a prop, um, I just went and told them that. and said, but it wasn't my phone. Like, but uh, it was in the heat of the moment, and he, he, he definitely didn't want to hurt the team in, in that uh, – with a celebration consecutively, so he he felt ultimate guilt because he's he was a uh, you know I kind of understood what he was um, talking about when when the prop uh, penalty was really um, circulating in media. Uh, you know, it was a couple guys that had you know a pen in their shoe or something, and they had a phone. I think it was a flip phone, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, so I understood where he's coming from, but it didn't void that of being a prop. So, first uh, game to all our when, when that is not a Oreo or Terminal Sunday. You know, it was a happenstance, or are you, are you in my brain? You just said my two favorite like ice cream Sundays. Like caramel and Oreo, so um, I was totally distracted. I believe your question was, um, you know, it is a journey. The NFL season, you have to, your team has to adjust through injury. Your team has to adjust um, through your strength and strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and any any time that you can find uh, valuable lessons, you can have different things happen to your team um it's a residual win you know it, it better prepares you for 
um, you know, what's in store for you. I think this team, uh, I really, what, what I get a sense and the thing that I could be most proud of that would be, uh, you know, it, it eliminates the win, lose, or draw. That I'm connected strongly to this team because they uh, have found their work ethic through the, through the week. Um, they're looking for ways to improve it, but they've found how important it is to fully invest yourself into into the weekly plan and the weekly opponent, and that's going to um, prove dividends as we move forward for sure. Because the one thing you learn in this league is you can't like all of a sudden turn up. You know, you better keep it up, or uh, uh, you, you'll have a rude awakening. So um, the games will will get tougher. We'll have um, you know good teams every week really is the way I look at it and um, you know building uh, to be your best self uh, each and every week and and raising the standard of what that is last year that this situation where come back in how's you know I think you uh, working through that, I don't have that much information. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, if the game was closer, uh, you know, who knows? I, I know it was. Um, it, it it is something that we're going to have to evaluate. So the relative severity of it is kind of up in the air. You guys know me; I like to acquire information before, before I insinuate. So um, we'll, we'll we'll take a look at it tomorrow and. Um, and see where we're at from there. Network reported that um, Jalen Ramsey could return to practice as soon as this without any promises. Is that actually possible? Well, so why are you stipulating with the league owned network? Fact. I know. Uh, does that legitimize it? Um, you know, I think uh, he's doing great, guys. And. Um, you know, I guess you'll have to tune in weekly on Wednesdays to see uh, whenever things take a next step. Weekly. So when is that? It's on a Wednesday. Um, but what Wednesday will be, again, we're, I'm not just being annoying with timelines and trying to be real with, uh, you know, the... I think it's getting ahead of yourself to, um, you know, especially in situations like this, to all of a sudden jump ahead, you know, a couple months, a couple weeks, whatever the timeline is. Um, but, you know, when he's ready to go, um, he, he'll, be, uh, he'll be a loud voice in my ear. In this game, I saw Jerome Baker and Chris Brooks. How are they? Chris didn't want to, he wanted to get off the field sooner. Um, I don't know what that means, but it seemed um, like it, I don't know, I'm, my minors in medical advice, it seemed like it was his ankle. Um, but we'll, we'll evaluate that um, further, and then, um, yeah, Bake had to um, come out the game, um, but we'll we'll get more information on him the next day. Literally, I just come from talking to players, talking to you guys. So, 
Sorry, I'm not providing. I can be playing on a. You've earned the right to play on a bigger platform, like next Sunday's game against Philadelphia. One the franchise hasn't been on. What's your thoughts on as as the season goes on, your games are going to get bigger? No, that's that's the ultimate objective, isn't it? You know, so that it that's not, um, you know, you do things the right way and uh, you you give reason for people to pay attention. You, you score a couple nationally televised games and hope you earn more. Um, you know, the I think, you know, the bigger thing is is that we're a football team that's um, learning to win different ways. Um, finding some some balance, and I think a lot of guy a lot of guys are getting better within the um, respective systems. So uh, we'll we'll be moving forward the way that we would hope, which is um, you know with the games that matter um, and uh, in front of on big platforms because that's that's why you do it in the first place. Is um, those are going to be obstacles and or um, positives of any tor any type of success um, and we've had a successful uh, first six games so we're hoping to make that a season um, by way of opponent I don't even know yet I think you just gave me a hint Coach I wanted to get your thoughts on the efforts of Oster this morning to play the touchdown season. yeah no, it's, uh, it's really cool to watch um, the, the guy is hungry for every opportunity, um, and I think you see his will um, in the way he runs the ball. So, um, you know, down around the goal line, a lot of times uh, the perfect play doesn't exist, and it's uh, um, a battle of wills, and, and he's not a guy that a lot of people want to tackle. Um, so uh, I'm happy for him, as always. He's he was a big player for us today and um, will continue to be such moving forward. All right, that was fun. Thanks. Michael McDaniel. Michael McDaniel, ladies and gentlemen, that is Michael McDaniel. All right, let's uh, let's take a break from the Dolphins and hear um, some uh, post-game media availability from the Carolina Panthers. But before we do. Let's get some highlight into us regarding our time of the post game. And I and don't worry guys, we will get to our attendance record and we will get to this week in the NFL. That is coming up as we wrap up the middle segment. So stay with us. We're coming in. We're coming into that point. Here's 
here's the play of the game. From the Miami side of the football. So give it up for your play of the game in Miami. Let's all do the Waddle dance. It's Jalen Waddle's tie game touchdown. That sent this into a tie game. Waddle Dance incoming. He's our player of the game. And our play of the game for the Miami Dolphins. So Miami. If you're listening to us in your earbuds, if you're listening to us on the radio, wherever you may be listening to us on this podcast, get ready to do the waddle dance because it's coming right up with our play of the game. Here we go. It's the waddle dance. And everybody I know knows it. Let's get ready to do let's get ready to do the waddle. Here is your play of the game from the Miami Dolphins. In gold. Here they come. There he goes. Tua. Caught touchdown. Waddle. He beats Franklin. Four-yard touchdown pass with C.J. Henderson closing in on Tungo Vailoa. You're going to have Tyreek underneath. He's going to come on a shallow, and then Waddle is coming up into the back of the end zone, and Tua coming to the outside. Watch as he's able to get around the contain. It looks like he's going to hit Tyreek. There's the play of the game for the Dolphins. And that will be the only play of the game we're going to show you right now. We're going to save the Carolinas play of the game for the final segment. But take us into break and get us ready for the game balls. Let's take a listen on what our people of Carolina Panthers Hard to say. Post game after they lost to the Carolina or to the Miami Dolphins. Let's see if we could find some post-game conferences from them, and I don't think we have anything. I do. I thought we had it before, but it doesn't look like we have any from right now. So that is okay. Let's take a break. 
and with it, we'll see if we can find more of the press conferences for let's see let's take a break and we'll see if we can find the post games however we can for Carolina Panthers it is our final segment coming up in the program we will get to our attendance record and we didn't quite touch on it in the middle segment what went on in the NFL I had a few things I did and didn't like that I discussed via the middle segment of this program, but we do have to get ready to send us over to Buffalo Bills pregame, and we will do that coming up next with our look around, our game ball of the game will be right on the top of the final segment and we will dive right in to preparing you for what's to come the rest of the week and send you off into the sunset as we prepare for our next Sunday night game featuring the Miami Dolphins, and the Philadelphia Eagles. It's that time. Again, Dolphins fans, for another Sunday night. More on that when Dolphins postgame charge the tide on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Dolphins postgame is back to wrap up a fishy victory of five wins and one loss right after this. And a word from the Take Another Look podcast. Which you can always Find on the Voices for Ability Radio at 9 p.m. Just look for the scheduled time and enjoy. Take another look. Right after that word and the break, Dolphins postgame wrapped up. We've still got the quarterback to hear from on the Dolphins' side. And that will pretty much lead us to the end. You know what's coming. It's time for us to turn the tide and send it into Bill's postgame. Pre-game show, that is. For Sunday Night Football. So get ready. Bills Mafia, we're sending it your we're sending the football your way right here on the Sports Beginners podcast 
Next. When it comes to life and watching sports, sometimes you can't do both. Well, you can, but it costs money, and that means jobs, right? Join me, Thomas McGregor, on a Working Environment podcast, where we take a break from covering sports and dive into how people like athletes, coaches, teachers, etc. deal with challenges in the workplace. I hope you will join us because together we can get ready for the workforce and make connections too. To learn more, please visit Beyond the Ice and Behind the Fences Facebook page. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo. Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. It should be an exciting night in Western New York on Sunday night here. Prime time in Orchard Park. There's nothing like it. And what better time to show the world what we're all about. One, three, one, two, three. Under the lights, in front of the Bills Mafia, on the national stage. And there's nothing like going head-to-head with an old friend. He's meant so much to me in my football career. He had a great impact on all of us. Dable is one of a kind. Is this a rivalry rooted in history? Or just a battle between the blue collar and the big city? Sure. They're used to the bright lights and the big outfit. But these guys haven't played in prime time in Orchard Park in a long time. And anyone who has knows it's different here. The crowd is into it early! If you give the Bills Mafia a full day to tailgate, man, it's gonna be louder than jet engines. It's about to be hostile here. That's why we love to call it home. Touchdown! Home to the only team in New York. It is Dolphins postgame and coming your way, football fans, on the Sports Beginners podcast right after we get out of here. Us Dolphin fans and Panthers fans to enjoy the rest of our week before our next matchup. You hear the theme playing in the background. It's time, New York Giants fans and Buffalo Bills Mafia, to get game day ready for a Sunday night you will not want to miss out on. It's the Bills. It's the Giants. It's Sunday night. And it comes your way. Hours from now, a 
we've got to get you game day ready on the podcast. So let's not waste any time and get down to what happened this week in the NFL. Of course, final score here, Dolphins 42, or Dolphins 35, excuse me. Panthers 21 is the final. Although the Carolina Panthers page says the Dolphins beat the Carolina Panthers 42-21. to 21. That might be the correct final score. Who knows? The game has final, though. And that is all we all know. From right now, we don't have any post-game media availability at the moment in our hands. However, we do have an interception play that we can get to, courtesy of the Panthers' official website. So let's watch the Take It to the House. Hill play in Troy Hill, who put the Dolphins on notice this early in the ball game. And then I promise you, it is time for this week in the NFL. Plus, we'll hear from quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Okay, looks like we're having a little bit of problems there. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We do have a, we do have some play here. Uh, let's just see. Oh, looks like there's a little break in the action uh, before we get to the play. So we're gonna let that slide through. It is Dolphins post game. And in a short while, it is Bill's pregame as we get ready for Giants and Bills. So how did it all happen? Let's bring you back the people that called this game, Kevin Harlan and Trent Green on CBS. Here is the interception play. From Troy Hill. Now hold on, hold on. Let me get back into it. A reminder that this is all credit to the users that will be provided in the descriptions below. All right, here it is. Right here, Chosen is in, that's picked off, and this may be a Troy Hill pick six, and it is. Hill takes it to the house, 61-yard return, a pick six. 
A pick six. Touchdown, 24 yards to keep this game on notice. And the Titans find a way to keep the ball game in their hands. All right, all right, all right. Let's uh Let's try and see if we do have any uh interviews from week 6 of Miami and I I hope we do because I'm looking forward to hearing what the head coach of the Panthers had to say and I'm also looking forward to what they've had what they've had to say it doesn't look like we'll get that we'll get it though so or it hasn't been brought up yet but you know what that's okay We'll, we'll come there another time. So, we're getting ready for Buffalo Bills and the Giants. And, of course, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But first, I played it when we were getting ready. We're going to hear from Tua Tagovailo in just a minute, but let's catch us up to speed on some of the games going on in the NFL this week. Right? Let, let, let's look at our NFL. Thursday night was what people are calling a boring game. I mean, I guess it's boring if you like offense scoring all the time. But if you like defense making the plays, then you got your money's worth. It was the Denver Broncos taking on the Kingdom Chiefs of Kansas City. And yes, there are talks about Travis Kelsey and The one, the only, Taylor Swift. But we ain't going to talk about that relationship because I don't want to put that here on the pod. We're just going to talk about the game. So Kansas City ends up winning, taking it 19-8. to But they put on a heck of a show. Although a lot of people don't feel that way. It looks like they just handed it to the Kansas City Chiefs. But that's just my opinion. Anywho, the final score, Kansas City Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos 19-18. Of course, the Packers and the Steelers are on the bye week. Maybe this is a chance, with the bye week, maybe this is a chance for the Steelers 
to right the wrongs and get ready for the next week. Speaking of getting ready for next week, Baltimore manhandled the Tennessee Titans, but not by a lot, just 24. They take it 24-16 over the Tennessee Titans. 24 Baltimore Ravens, 16 Tennessee Titans. Tyler Rowland, of course, will have you covered on Locked On Locked On Titans. I'm sure he has stuff to say about that. Those records four and two for the Baltimore Ravens, two and four for the Tennessee Titans. That game was played early in the morning at Tottenham Stadium in London. Meanwhile, in Washington's game, they played road team against the Atlanta Falcons and were able to beat the Atlanta Falcons 24 to 16 with the Commanders taking the victory. That record moved to 3 and 3. They are even in their win-loss category. And so are the Atlanta Falcons, who have lost three and won three games with a loss today. The Seattle Seahawks were on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals in quite an interesting close matchup, if I do say so myself. As Cincinnati Paycor Stadium said bye-bye-bye to the Seattle Seahawks, taking them down 17-13. to On Sunday, today, the New Orleans Saints tried their hardest, but they could not beat the Houston Texans. They fall 13-20. to Houston Texans wins 20 to 13. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that owned London until headed home into Jacksonville, they played host at Everbank Stadium, Jacksonville, Florida, to the Indianapolis Code. And they absolutely made it work trying to come back. That final score, 37 Jacksonville, 20 Indianapolis Code. Well, good effort, Indianapolis, but Jacksonville's the championship king in that game. Speaking of kings, how about the matchup between the Cleveland Browns, a.k.a. the Dog Pound, playing host of the San Francisco 49ers. That game ends in a score of 19-17 to in favor of your Cleveland Browns. 
the Minnesota Vikings take pride in wiping the floor with the Chicago Bears 19 to 13. Minnesota wins. And still to come is, of course, Sunday night football and Monday night football, which is also still to come. It's the Dallas Cowboys playing host of the Los Angeles Chargers as the Dallas Cowboys come into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Kickoff is scheduled at 8.15. More on that when the program starts to conclude. And we've got at the half two games in the late window featuring Detroit up by a touchdown 10 to 3 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The New York Jets are trying their hardest to stay with the Philadelphia Eagles. 14 to 6 that's the that's the score right now in the second quarter of that game. At halftime, it's a field goal competition between Arizona and the Los Angeles Rams. With Arizona out in front nine. To the LA Rams is six. And now in the third quarter, it is the Bill Belichick team of the New York of the New England Patriots versus the Las Vegas Raiders 13. Once again, that score is 10 for the New England Patriots, 13 for the Las Vegas Raiders. We mentioned Buffalo and we mentioned Tua Tagovailoa it is time to get ready for roll call in Buffalo. But before we get to roll call, here is the man behind the wide receivers and the quarter and the quarterback position, Mister Tua Hagabayalola. Our screen share has been on. Since it was time for Tua. But that wraps up our week around the NFL. Once again, it was known as the most boring Thursday night football game. But I don't think it was a boring Thursday night football game. Here are my thoughts on it on my fastest three minutes. If I ever get a chance to do a fastest three minutes, I will probably do it on one of the editions of Sports for Beginners episodes. I don't think it was a boring game. Let me know what you guys thought. Was it a boring game? Was it not a boring game? And while you and while you do that, here is the man who entered after we heard from Tyrick Hill. Tua 
Tagovailoa, the quarterback. Of your Miami Dolphins. I apologize, Carolina Panthers, if we didn't get any post-game media availability from your side of the field. But, you know, it is what it is. And we also didn't get a victory speech from the Miami Dolphins either. So I'm sure we'll get one in due time, but probably not today. We'll see what the future holds. It is the Miami Dolphins. And right now, it is the men behind most of this uh, accomplishment in Tua Tagovailoa. A quick reminder that when we are about to sign off, we'll give you the attendance record for today's game. Or if you're listening to this on Monday, Sunday's game. And odds are you probably will be. But with all that being said, here is the man behind most of the team. Quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. All an audible again for the Tyreek touchdown. Um, well, me and Tyreek talked in the huddle about about that entire deal for his touchdown. Mike Mike was actually on on schedule, but said here's the play. But if you want to do this, you want to do that. It's not basically giving you full control, but I trust that they're gonna. Make so that's that's what we did. But I I kind of want to. I didn't really realize how bad we're in control. Bring the attention. It really is. I don't understand. So look, search, read about. Gordon prayer. Looks like we've hit a break in the action with Tua Tagovailoa, and you know what? That's okay. Let's see if we get back to him. And I think we can, so let's get back to Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know what we've come to. You know, thoughts, prayers, out in Israel, my Bring notice that although we have the freedom this year, play football and give it a freedom come back to Cali. That's that's where we all are. I want to bring that to attention. We all come together and pray for kids. Lives, women, and out there. 
race too. I know you had a race. Yeah, it's the conversation that I, I felt like if, if I was on the other side of the ball, I, I would want to. I think you're doing a tremendous job. You know, there's there's going to be times where you're going to make mistakes because that plays the next game that he wishes to this He'll continue to grow from that. I, I just told him to, to press. Naysayers, cool. That's the second act. They're going to say what they're stuff. Right. I mean, like 15 and 2. What makes it so good playing? And I think for one, the atmosphere that, that we have here. You know, the fans come out. Really loud for the opposing team here. It's probably been one of the loudest I've ever heard today. But I, I think it's that, and then the work that our guys' facility have been putting in. This is one of the best weeks of practice that I've seen overall from guys. And uh, it says a lot, you know, with how we come down 14 0. Well, I, I think uh, there were some mishaps, but you also got to give credit to their defense that did a good job with what they thought we were going to do, and some 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 of them they guessed right, and some of them we, we just needed to be better with our tech. That's all the way across. Okay. Can you say about Eichenberg, Lamb, and the whole whole line? Yeah. That's what you got to give the credit to. You got to give the credit to those guys in front. I think Jim did a great job of making a call. Whether it was the right call or not, we've hit a break in the action, and this time we're gonna let the thing go its way, and we're gonna talk about the game balls while we have while we have the time. A reminder to those of you who love Big Brother and hate to see it. Be delayed to do the football. Look no further. It's coming your way. A brand new episode of Big Brother is on its way tonight. And it's coming your way. Ahead of, of course, Thursday. Thursday. Ahead, of course, of Sunday night football time. At a brand new time. But of course you already know what time it will be at. So. Keep your eyes out for it on CBS. We. We will get back to Tua in just a minute. As the ad is finished up. I just want to reveal to you when that time will be. 60 minutes is coming up. Of course, Yellowstone is back-to-back. -back. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern time start for the Big Brother. And it looks like 
attention to those of you who don't watch spoilers on Dolphins post game. I watch Big Brother just like you, and it looks like this competition for this week is out. Looks like it's BB25 Comics Day on tonight's episode. What does that mean? Find out tonight on CBS. Coming up after back-to-back episodes of Yellowstone and 60 Minutes. Okay. That's a little longer than expected of a wait for Game Ball. But you know what? We're going to take Game Balls until after Tua finishes. So let's, if we get another break in the action, we're going to go to our Game Balls. And we're going to finish off the show with our attendance record. And of course, the meat and potatoes of the final Monday night and Sunday night matchups that wrap up this pretty bow of week six in the NFL. Tua, keep us going, man. What what else is there to discuss? Let let let's let's hear. Letting our guys go and play in, we'll play off of that. We'll figure it out. You know, he he did a great job under center with snaps. We done with snaps. Really wasn't any snap high or so. Uh, I think he's starting to feel comfortable with the position that he's at. But it you know, it goes to say that running game, running game flourish because of those guys. I'm very proud of the way they performed. It's going to be good. Um, I got a lot of respect for Jalen. I think this is a game that a lot of people are going to want to see, given the talent that's on that side of the ball, the talent that's on that side of the ball. Then, uh, you know, it's one of those where, okay, we got a lot of good matches across the How are these guys how are we going to come out again, guys? So we're we're really excited. Now five for the first time. Five and one is is what it is right now. It, it feels good uh, anytime you can get a win, but the job's not done yet. Where we want to go, got to back. I did a backflip holding a cell phone. Uh, I don't know if you see. That's the exact reaction. I was just wondering what you thought. I, I didn't even know he backed. I didn't because I, I was looking at the sideline. And I was kind of gesturing to Mike, giving the freedom that he gave Tyreek on that play. Then look back, Tyreek was like almost like sprinting towards me. So I, 
I didn't get to see it until I left. Fighting heart. My, my neck. You just know where he's going to be. Me too. You know, the other team that, those guys that are running back. There's a lot of other guys that are sneaky fast as well that I know much because of those those guys. So yeah, that that that's that. Another break in the action, just like we just like we need it, and it is going to be game balls of the game. So let's quickly dive into the game balls of the game, and we're gonna pick one out of each for the game balls of the game. So one for each. And I've got to go with, on the Dolphins side, I've got to go with, I've got to go with Tyreek Hill. I've got to go with Tyreek Hill on this. And I'm not doing it because I like the guy. I'm doing it because Game after game, and of course, he was down. The team was out of it. They were down 14 points, but they weren't out of it. Nope. They, they, they came back, and they delivered. But it wasn't like a do-or-die game. It was like... Fast, fast, fast before they run away with it. And they'd snap the second half in half with the Carolina Panthers. Again, the final score one says it was 35, Dolphins 21, Panthers. The others say it was Dolphins 42. Panthers 21. Whatever the case may be, my game ball goes to Tyreek Hill. 10 targets, 6 receiving yards, 6 receptions, 163 yards. The average 27.2 yards had one touchdown. The longest yards he had was 47. And I, I got to look at the defense at this one for um, Troy Hill. Troy Hill may not have had a great performance, but he definitely, with that play of the, with that play of the game, ignore whatever went down there in the background, he may not have had a good game, but he definitely deserves a game ball. I mean, look at this. He, he had that one touchdown that was on defense. That one interception. 
and time and the and the time of his attack or whatever TAA means on uh CBS, whatever that means. He was two out of one. But still, he got an interception. And that was a pick six touchdown for the Carolina Panthers. Probably the best play I've ever seen from this guy, but there's still a lot more football to be played. So just to recap, the game balls of the game go to Tyreek Hill for the Dolphins side. And we go Panthers side with Troy Hill with, again, that fantastic 61-yard pick six touchdown. To the house. All right, let's wrap up Tua's post-game mutability and then send you over to Bill's Mafia at Bill's pregame. With our look ahead for both teams, as mentioned, Dolphins fans, the Dolphins and the Eagles, the undefeated Eagles, yes, they're undefeated yet again, five wins in a row. But are they after this week? We'll check in with that final score if it has already gone final at this point. Or maybe we'll see if they got, it went final on Bill's pregame. Whatever the case, Bill's pregame is coming up next. And we're getting you ready for Eagles and Dolphins right after we wrap up with Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback of the Dolphins. Tua? You got it. Most yards through six games of the season. It was 8 12, I believe. Got it by two, obviously, two helps in that. What, what? What is it about? I, I know you're talking about but just building your connection. How was it led you guys to be kind of Yeah, well, it helps having someone like him time to get pressed. They give eye contact, give them working through those things, practice, having those conversations. Where it's that's that's not even what we call it. As long as you guys know what you're doing, I trust that you guys work. You know that that's what the this past two years done for quarterbacks. That that then we meet and we talk about things that 
want, not just with Tyreek, um, with Jalen, with Braxton, those that are. Yeah. Thoughts on It's incredible, and that tells you that should tell you a lot because the guys that we have in the running back room, I thought they they did really good too. Um, Chris Brooks did really good. Juan Oxnet did really well, but you know, it's, it's hard when it's being overpowered by a performance. But I mean, Raheem's been a great teammate, really, really good player. Very happy for him. Guys are happy for him. Great leader and he's got a lot of respect. So, you know, he, he's, he's an old head. <laughs> he's an old head. You know, to have the amount of respect he has, guys, it, may, it, it means a lot. Him, his mindset is I'm never too old to play this child. Oh, uh, yeah. Basically, said you call this play or you this, but whatever, whatever you want to do, I trust that you guys did backflip. Uh, well, it's on my wristband, and I get to call it. We, we have. Thanks, guys. Tua Tagovailoa, my friends. That's the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. And that wraps up post-game media abilities for now. Unfortunately, we could not get media availabilities from the Carolina Panthers side of the ball. But that's okay because you know what time it is? time to get Sunday Night Football ready for Bills and Giants. Yeah, that's right. Sunday Night Football is on the air and it's coming your way next on the Sports for Beginners podcast. But before we go, they talked about the but they talked about the back the backflip with I think it was Tyreek Hill who did it, the backflip. And I'm guessing you could watch that every, you could probably watch that again and again, if you so choose. It is definitely a play I didn't even think was going to happen. But it did. Again, we didn't have a victory speech to look at, but that's okay. You know, we've got to get ready for Bill's 
pregame, which of course their game will get ready to get going in an, about an hour or so from now. But with all of you guys listening to Dolphins postgame and Carolina Panthers, you know, I hate to say that you guys, for you guys who love the Carolina Panthers, that you guys are down 6-0, and but it is apparently true. And you hate, and you hate, no, and, and, and you know what? Uh, we don't have a backflip to show you, but let's just end Dolphins postgame with the Selly that apparently the Titans use and the Miami Dolphins have. Here it is. Rolling into Sunday night football like a rowing, like rowing the boat. That is the Selly from the Miami Dolphins. Fifth victory in their schedule. Remember, a reminder, they are five and one. All right. Time for one last piece of business. And you all know what that means. Let's just get, let's get Carolina out of the way before we get through the real needy greedy guys, the Miami Dolphins, the team we're covering. And then you've waited. It's time. Sunday Night Football is going to be taking us out on Dolphins post game. You've waited a long time. And you're going to get it. It's Sunday Night Football. On Sports for Beginners, it's Sunday Night Football on NBC. And it is a night in Orchard Park, New York. Buffalo Bills fans, I'm sure, will not ever forget. All right, Carolina Panthers, what's happening for you next week? Hopefully it's a good team to beat. And I'm sorry, it ain't. Actually, it could be. Because you're on the bye week this week. Upcoming. Next week, you guys have no football whatsoever. It is week number seven. And you have no football that week. But now, after that week, you play a one o'clock start on Fox against the Houston Texans. That's a 1 p.m. start on Fox. And it continues with a 405 start against the Indianapolis Coats in week nine. It's Thursday night football time for the Carolina Panthers. As they take on the Chicago Bears at 8.15 p.m. Then it's 1 o'clock start times 
yet again with the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday, week 11. The Tennessee Titans play a 1 o'clock p.m. start time with the Carolina Panthers in week number 12. And as we inch closer and closer to the final weeks of the regular season, we're going to stop it right here. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneer 1 o'clock p.m. start against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. All right, as we prepare to send us out with Sunday Night Football, Dolphins fans, how are the Dolphins going to be doing? Well, we're getting close to our bye week as well, so let's see. Whether or not the Eagles are undefeated after this week or not, it's Sunday night and it's the Dolphins versus the Eagles. On Sunday night, I'll be with you Monday to record Dolphins post game and get you ready for their next matchup featuring the first Sunday night opponent in what Mike McDaniel said was a long night. It is Bill Belichick and the Miami Dolphins taking on Mike McDaniel. And of course, when I say Bill Belichick, I mean Bill Belichick, as in the New England Patriots taking on Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins at 1 p.m. Eastern on CBS. The Eagles game against the Dolphins is an 8-20 start on Sunday night, next week, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins are then playing morning football, but not 1 o'clock time, not 4 o'clock time, 9.30 a.m. in the morning time. The Kansas City Chiefs and Miami Dolphins go head-to-head. Where, Thomas? Where, Kyle? Where, whoever covers the Dolphins? I'll tell you. Kyle will tell you, and anyone who covers the Dolphins will tell you. The Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs will play in Bank Park, Frankfurt, AM Main Stadium, or more likely known as Frankfurt, Germany. That's where the Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs will be a few Sundays from next week. Dolphins have the bye week on week 10. So, hey, Dolphins fans, you've got an extraordinary week of football to look at right after a bye week in week 10. 
before you take on the Las Vegas Raiders and set us up with a matchup at 3 p.m. noontime against the New York Jets the following week on Friday, week 12. Back to Sunday, 1 o'clock start time, and it is the Washington Commanders. And then it's all hands on deck, Tennessee Titan action on Monday Night Football. And how about this? We'll wrap it up here. Back at Hard Rock Stadium against you-know-who, the New York Jets. Taking us in to a 1 o'clock start in week 15. All right, all right, all right. It is time for Dolphins postgame to get on out of here. The final score once again. Dolphins win it. 42-21. You've been listening to Dolphins postgame on the Sports for Beginners podcast. I have been your host, Thomas McGregor. It has been fun. It has been great to hear from you guys, hear your thoughts. Let's take it out and do the waddle into a, into a Monday. Night of victories. Enjoy the rest of the football. Enjoy Buffalo Bills versus the Giants if you're a late night guy or girl. And don't forget to enjoy Pat. Cowboys and Chargers on Monday night at 8.15 p.m. Buffalo Bills pregame is on the air and it is coming your way next. So stick around, Bills Mafia. And in the words of Josh Allen, everybody loves them. Win on three. One, two, three, win. Will the Buffalo Bills beat the Giants? That's for you to decide and for you to listen to on Bills postgame Monday. For us, take us out Sunday Night Football. I have been your host, Thomas McGregor. This is Dolphins postgame, part of the Sports Beginners podcast. And we love what you've done. You've joined for this show. We love it. We thank you for joining us. Is Dolphin Post Game. That is it for this one. Thank you very much for listening. I'm out. Have a great Victory Sunday. Have a great Victory Monday, Dolphin fan. And we'll see you next Sunday when we're recapping on Monday Eagles and Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. That's coming your way Monday. But for now, enjoy the rest of week six. I'm out. Dolphins win it. 42-21. Over the Panthers.
Bills pregame is next on Sunday in Sportsman Garage's studio. Peace, everybody.